Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 19th of January. Today I'm joined by Yasmin Husseini, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there, Yasmin. How are you doing today? I'm good, Peter. How about yourself? Yeah, all good here. We have got two fantastic stories today. So for the listeners, um, what have you got for them today? Yes, exactly. So I'm going to be talking about um, Didi. Yep. So basically, the latest news is that the Chinese government is going to be launching a ride-hailing app which is called Strong Nation Transport. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is aimed to take on Didi, the mm-hmm. current market leader. Yep. As a preface, what is Didi? Um, just so anyone um, understands the scale of this operation, Didi has 550 million users and they have tens of millions of drivers. Hold on, stay there, stay there. Let's just pause for a moment. 550 million users let that sink in everyone i mean that is insane number of users anyway i mean yeah i mean if (laughs) if i tell you what they do and someone compares it to uber it's just not the same extent yeah they really provide so basically what they provide is transportation services so everything Mm -hmm. from taxi hailing to private car to social ride sharing and bike sharing Mm -hmm. and also they provide delivery services and they provide automobile services like you can you can buy a car you can lease you can finance maintain maintain everything um and even ev charging so really, generally a huge operation, especially in the transportation services. Mm-hmm. So Didi have been having loads of problems with Chinese authorities since the beginning. Um, so days after their initial IPO um, in June 2021, which was 4.4 billion, mm. uh, since the beginning, uh, domestic app stores took down more than 20 of their apps because of Chinese internet regulators mm. and other government agencies that open investigation into their data practices and the protection of personal information. Mm. Um, last summer as well, Didi was fined 1 billion for breaches of the Chinese data security laws. Mm. Although we don't really know what the violations were because the government hasn't really made it public. Mm. So after this, they were forced to delist from the New York Stock Exchange. And this was less than a year in June 2021. In better news for the company on Monday, or so we thought, it was announced that they were allowed to sign up new users for the mm. first time in 18 months. Mm-hmm. However, now we're just hearing three days later about this new government-owned app that basically will do the same thing. So just not really good news for them. Mm. Um So this planned lunch seems to be the latest signs that even if the Chinese government is trying to back away from, you know, a heavy handed crackdown on their tech giants, officials remain determined to be highly involved in the Internet industry. Mm. So, I mean, just earlier this month, um, state groups moved to take some golden shares in e-commerce group Alibaba and the gaming giant Tencent. Golden shares come with certain rights over special decisions. So it's just not owner, not just ownership. Mm-hmm. So, Peter, do you think we'll be seeing the end of Didi after this? Well, I certainly won't be for the lack of uh, the Chinese government trying to put trying. it out of business. <laughs> it out of business. I mean, I, they really, it, 
I think this just shows ha- the extent of the hatred um, that the government seems to have for Didi. And I mean, Didi has been quite controversial in the past. I mean, I think it suffered massively. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Didi a few years ago when um, I think one one of its drivers, you know, raped a passenger, I believe. Oh, mm. um, and then that just totally, that exploded well understandably right and so you know that there was that there was the fact that they they went and listed uh, um you, you know in new york which annoyed um the uh you know the the, the governments as well and it mm. really just don't, they don't you know they don't get on at all mm. um so um it is interesting and certainly on the face of it you would have thought that a state sponsored app i mean what a, what a great name uh, uh, for for an app. Strong uh, nation transport. I know, I know. It makes you feel patriotic straight away, yeah. right? But uh, um, but I mean, you know, it depends. It's all in the execution, right? I mean, so yes, yes, it's it's a good idea in theory from the government's point of view, and they're they're you know they are essentially going to be competition, um, and and actually competition where they can make up the rules. So. Mm whenever they feel like it, they can make their offering look more attractive and DDs look less so. But if you, but on the other hand, it may well be that, you know, DD has a lot of experience in doing what it does. It has Mm. expertise. People know it. Um, And so, you know, it's not necessarily a done deal that the the state app will be better and you know more utilized it's a bit like i mean in this country for instance we've got um the train line which uh which you know does does rail tickets and um it did very you know the train line was doing really well and then we got to covid and then um it all just went you know it just went really badly for them they've been doing quite well recently um and i think that they they've done well because obviously more people are going back on trains um the other thing i I would i would suggest is that they're benefiting from um the covid times where everyone got much more used to having their train tickets on their phones Mm. so um so they're doing okay but the government is talking about doing some kind of nationalized rail ticket booking service um Mm. because one of the main um criticisms uh we have here um is the fact that our price ticket prices are unbelievably complicated um you know because it depends whether you're going at 10 a.m 3 p.m 6 p.m where you're going yes i know it's just ridiculous (laughs) um it was so funny because um you know i i studied in japan a long time ago and i remember when friends came over here they were like what is all what is this all about your tickets because you know in japan it's like you you don't even have return because we had to explain the concepts of returns they'd be like why are you paying less for going somewhere and then coming back? You're almost like being rewarded for coming back. Um, you know, because I'd never like, thought of that. Actually, yeah. I just thought it makes sense. Yeah. Airlines is, is this as well. Like one way versus return. It's just so, so much better. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. So, you know, um, but anyway, yes, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's even more complicated than the, uh, uh, the special offers um, that you get in uh, M&S for three, 
three for the price of four. No, three yes. for the price of two or four for the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three for <laughs> ten, something like that. When it's so extortionate in itself. Yeah. And you just don't know. You're like, you're left thinking, what? <laughs> what have I got here? Um, but anyway, uh, sorry, going back to going back to the story. Um, you yeah. know, I do think it's it's. Uh, you know, it's 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 um it's very interesting. It's not a done deal whether Didi will um you know they will fade away into insignificance because let's face it, they are massive. Um, yeah, and also they're they're you know heavily backed by a lot of U.S. investors and SoftBank especially. So yeah. I don't think they're gonna put down this fight quite easily. No, especially since they're incurred like so many losses from the fines and from the delisting already. Mm. So I don't think they'll be standing quiet. Um, no. No, but I think, uh, mind you, though, I wouldn't rely on SoftBank these days. I mean, they seem to be pretty flaky in terms yeah, of and also, like, running away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah. fine, it's fine. But yeah, yeah. so and, and, and China, you know, when, when they kind of make decisions, it's quite mm. set and it's not really <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. flexible. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We'll see, we'll see. But anyway, that's really yes. great. So good, a good, good choice of story there. Um, so um, the thing I'm going to talk about today is Danone or Danone. Mm-hmm as I should say, really. Um, so Danone, you know, the French um, a group that, you know, food group basically owns uh, brands, including Evian and Activia and all sorts of brands that you'll definitely know um, what they are. This is very interesting, right? Because um, they are being taken to court by three environmental NGOs, um, and they are uh, being accused of being of failing to do enough to cut uh, increasing plastic pollution. Mm. Now, obviously, this is something we've heard a lot about over the last few years. I would argue that it really kind of reached a crescendo when we went into COP twenty six, um, and um, but it but um, it seems because of um, firstly COVID, um, you know, which which um, kind of change priorities change government priorities um and then we had uh, we had the ukraine war which has changed priorities again for governments to desperately find fuel even if it is um mm. you know coal and, and and nuclear and all that kind of thing but you know the plastic uh, uh, uh you know plastic revolution if you like you know i i think that um <clears throat> that seems to have survived um, the uh, you know those that reprioritization, mm. and here we are at a you know at at the point of a, a law a lawsuit, and mm. um, this is interesting because actually before, prior to this um, there had been a, a lawsuit with that involved Shell, and they were being taken to task for not living up or not making enough efforts to live up to their environmental promises mm-hmm. as well. But but I think this one is interesting. And, you know, Danone is saying that, no, you know, look, we are making more um, more efforts um, than Pepsi, uh, Coca-Cola, Mondelez, uh, Diageo, Mars and mm-hmm. others to reduce the amounts of virgin plastic, um, which is great. Um, but at the end of the day, I guess it's how... Um, what, what you know, what else they do, and how they get mm. rid of it, and all that kind of stuff, or yeah. how much they minimise the use. All of this is very interesting, and um, there are uh, some are saying that this could become the next, um, uh, you know, tobacco litigation, asbestos, opioid litigation, where you get, um, say, 
all of those those um, those companies like Danone, uh, Pepsi, Cola, Mondelez, etc., they may it will take years and years. It will drag out, and then eventually there'll be a decision reached as to how much compensation is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, in this case, it's not like say uh, a drug uh, a law, you know, where people have died. Maybe I wouldn't have thought it's going to be like that. But it's going to be a case of how much do they owe the planet in a way, you know, in terms of mm. which I think in itself is going to be quite hard to yeah. to uh, to do. But anyway, the idea is they will all they'll, they'll all be found guilty. They will um, have to put in a, a huge amount of money into a massive pot and then that will be then used to clear up the oceans. etc. Yeah. What's even better is that because it's environmental groups, I don't mm-hmm. think they're really seeking money at all. Um, yeah, it, it just like. I don't think uh, um, Danone can really just like chuck money at this and just like mm. settle it. No, it's, mm. the, the, it's not about winning or losing. It's just about um, showing like showing the public and making yeah. them pay attention. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know what if I'm what, uh, what I'm going to say is funny or sad, but okay. um, the CEO of Danone two years ago mm. was literally ousted because he had put too much emphasis on environmental and social sustainability instead of the oh. financial performance. Oh. So really, they just can't seem to do right and or, no. or wrong. <laughs> no. Because, yeah, they're not expected to really meet any of their targets that they put for 2025. Right. But at the same time, this seems to be a more complicated problem than we think. Yeah. Um, so some investors feel that, okay, so if we eradicated all single-use mm-hmm. plastic mm-hmm. and replaced all this with environmentally friendly alternatives, mm-hmm. um, that could increase the call for uh, bioplastics mm-hmm. or increase the weight of every product, which is having mm. a negative impact on carbon emissions. So yeah. both sides um, have kind of like their their story to tell. Mm. And obviously single-use single plastic is extremely damaging. Mm. However, it doesn't seem that recycling is really the answer. It's about reducing use yeah. that it is. So I cannot, I, I cannot really stress enough, you know, the, the emphasis on consumers doing their part, but it's really, really the companies that mm. need to be doing better and being yeah. held accountable so i'm very glad that this thing being brought up and just mm. it's 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 just a beginning in my yeah. opinion like yeah. it's going to be not only just retroactive lawsuits but also yeah. looking for the future and yeah. i'm excited to see this era <laughs> yeah no i no I, i agree you know i think this is this is very interesting and and groundbreaking and mm-hmm. you know if they do manage to get this get this and uh, you know make everyone accountable then at least there will be more efforts and more money to be able to try to um, clear up the damage that's already been done and whilst also trying to make sure that there are ongoing efforts to make sure it doesn't get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, we'll, we'll, end, we'll have to end on that note. Um, just to say that obviously today's Thursday. Um, I do the call today um, where I round up the news for um, silver and gold subscribers. Um, the details of joining that call are on the top of today's Watson's Daily, as they are always. Um, and yeah, I think I'll leave it there. So uh, thank you very much indeed, uh, Yasmin, for your thoughts today. Some good, good stuff today. Thank you. And uh, thank you very much for listeners for listening. Hope you have a lovely day, whatever you're up to. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.